0: Cliffcentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to future CEOs here on Cliff Central. It's so good to be with you today. My name is Gareth Armstrong. And if you can answer yes to the question, are you a future CEO? Well then this is the show for you. What do we do here? We we bring in those who are on the journey. We bring in those who I have often hit the pinnacle of their journey and we talk to them about their experiences what they have been able to do what they have struggled with what their lessons are from some of the things that they have maybe failed in and we allow them to to share this openly with all of us with all of you why so that we can expedite this process of getting either into the corner office or growing our businesses. Today will be no less of a difference. Uh, Samir, are you comfortable with the introduction that I've just given to the show? You're happy to still be a part of this conversation? I am. I'm still happy. Okay. I'm very, yeah. very pleased to, to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Samir, w- would you just introduce yourself to our future CEO's audience and then l- let's start talking a little bit. You've got a very interesting history. I'm right. not going to steal your thunder. Yeah. A- and make sure you brag a little, please.
1: Okay. So um, I let's see. Ten years ago, I finished matric, and I think the, uh, the, uh, the core mission was how can we build an education platform that um, can uh, help more students get into university. Okay. So I uh, went to a private school. I know what the luxuries are of having people around to give you those materials, and the majority of the country doesn't have that. Mm. So I got together with some friends. Spent the first three years trying to understand what a business is. Okay. And uh, it just took forever to launch something that ended up being amazing. Mm. And uh, that was a good learning for me at first. That's when I knew I loved education. But, by the way, uh, the average time to get
0: some kind of success in a business is about three years anyway. And, okay. Uh, and, wha- and I appreciate the fact that you would mention or say that the, uh, it took you three years to learn how a business actually works or what goes into a really good business model uh, because often people go into business – thinking that they're going to sell or do one thing and then do something totally different. Um, I hope that wasn't the case with you. I hope you didn't have to reiterate too many times. Well,
1: you have to iterate a lot of times, right? Yeah. I mean, like um, like Mark Zuckerberg just gave this commencement speech at Harvard, right? Mm. And if you watch that movie, The Social Network, you'd think a business is built as fast as a 120-minute film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So now that you're saying, yeah, it takes this long to build a business, I mean, back then we thought it, we were like wasting time. Mm. And uh, But yeah, it takes some time to learn. And I think the best thing is about learning or building a business without knowing anything is that you start to figure out all the things that you don't know, yep. you start to know what you don't know, and I you think the the gaps find the gaps you find out what's really that, that's what's really exciting and um and for me, finding the gaps, it helped me to understand how to contextualize my education mm. so going into a class and sitting in something like social studies, which might feel like it has no meaning, um it's like, okay, I understand. I'm understanding a little bit about how people work, how yep. societies work exactly, and that determines how my product works mm-hmm. right um and then uh and then so that that was the beginning of that journey um i think uh, i realized that i wanted to continue in this space but um while i was very good at what we call product development mm. designing products that people want mm. um how do you get people to pay for things right because everything needs to work in some sort of sustainable system and then I realized I knew nothing about how to run and manage a business.
0: What's so interesting about what you're saying is the CEO of a now 3 billion, probably more now, uh, we interviewed him a couple of years ago, three, probably now four or five billion rand business at the at the time, 3 billion, uh, said, if you think you've got a really good product, if you think you've got a really good business, go out and try and sell that product for 5,000 rand mm. and then tell mm. me whether you've got a product or a business. Absolutely. It's all about that sale. Mm. And so you experienced that firsthand. Uh, just talk us through maybe one or two experiences around that. What was your first sales yeah. experience like?
1: I mean, you know what? There's, like this, uh, there's this culture in South Africa where people are just so focused on age. Right? Okay. I and mean, you walk into a boardroom, and if you look like you're like 17 and you mm. just – you know Your mother just gave birth to you People don't really respect you In the sure, boardroom Do you know what sure, I mean Yeah. Yeah um, Whereas if I compare that to Like my experience Living in Canada And North America It's like the younger you are The more people are actually Trying to listen to what you're saying
0: Yeah they, they're they trying to Glean information They are really they?
1: are Because they, re- they respect the fact That you see the world In a completely different way From them That so might be valuable for them
0: Just just drop the name I mean you've got a big brand Yeah Go for it
1: Yeah look So uh, uh, I think this is what Gareth wants me to get into And um So uh, in my pursuit to learn about business, I could have I could have g- gone and joined an MBA program at a great school, yeah. but I cho- chose to join the uh, the business department at Google, and uh, that was in uh, Google Island, um, the the headquarters for 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 Europe and Africa, and uh, that's where I've spent my last three years. Yep. Yeah.
0: And as you say, you could have gone into an academic environment, but yeah. instead you went into the real world. Mm-hmm. There was a, a real Taste of it all there, but as you say, in that kind of environment, they are continuously looking for new thinking, new ways of going about things, which is, as again you've said, not really a culture that exists in South Africa. Uh, talk us through then the experience, the Google experience, just yeah. just in
1: a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, just to maybe extend on your on your point. I mean, you know, you you've just graduated out of school. Okay, mm-hmm. you're 21, and uh, you're invited to a to a revenue meeting. And you're sitting at the table with very seasoned veterans in the game. Mm. These are like ex-directors of like an Oracle mm. or a Microsoft, mm. and um, and they they're discussing the objectives for the year. And then you'll have this twenty-one-year-old girl who puts up a hand and says, "I don't actually agree with that. Mm. Um, do you think that our strategy could actually be different, or perhaps change the objectives altogether?" And it's the, it's the, it's the merit of ideas at the table that's respected, mm. not who is delivering those ideas. Mm. And when you see those kinds of transformations, you understand why a great company functions the way that it does. Because things are done differently. We understand that, that great innovation ideas could come from anybody, yeah. any culture, any background, any direction, any way of delivering. And that kind of openness, that diversity, we call it pluralism as well. Mm. I think that's the beginning of any great company, any great organization.
0: I think the, w- the way that I'm translating it is in this particular conversation is the person that asks the best questions is the person that I want around the table. Would you say that that's accurate?
1: Absolutely, right? And I mean um, and ask questions, right? But then also offer solutions. Mm, and uh, we need to be in that culture all the time. Um, we also we, we tend to enjoy disagreeing for disagreeing sake mm. right i just want to let somebody know that i don't think the same mm. but then how about following that up with uh, with a solution and so the language we use in such a company is really important right for example if you say i have this idea and i say no gareth but this this and this you know we actually do some conscious training around how we speak about things so i'll say yes gareth and mm. so we say we go from no but to yes and, yeah. and these things become a part of what we call culture mm. right, and that 's again cornerstones of innovation
0: so this was then your experience in an environment where it was practically implemented. Uh, you were there for a number of years in the the Google environment. Just mm-hmm. talk us through a little bit of that, so w- yeah. you walk into the doors, and your biggest surprise was
1: right, so the the, the question I get at every talk that I do, yep. where no matter where I am, yep. is it like the movie the internship sure, right sure right now Hollywood is a bit exaggerated right. Mm. But a lot of it is true, mm. right? As far as like, um, being in a really cool environment, being in a place where you don't have to think about food, being in a place where, you know, you've just come out of a meeting, but you can access a swimming pool within 10 meters. Sure. Right? Those are the things that make up, I guess, um, what would be, uh, the Western world's basic needs. Mm. And, uh, and that's really cool as well. Um, but then on the other hand is all these different people that you're around. And uh, these really cool people From very many different countries And many different backgrounds
0: Define, define cool So, we, What is cool? We, we, yeah. we're, not, we're not talking about someone that looks great necessarily mm. I mean and th- they may do that But cool is what? Cool, I- translate that for us
1: Cool is you're sitting in a revenue meeting You're discussing a fin- finance strategy With somebody who has got the most incredible knowledge Of statistics and data capturing But their previous career was in a circus as a clown That is cool do you know what I'm saying? Uh,
0: uh, imagine what can come out of that conversation.
1: I mean, it's like crazy. I mean, it's this, this is what we talk about, like diversity in real life. And so there's people that are sitting around you that have come together from you know, very unconventional backgrounds. Their stories are all unique, and they all want to express their curiosities and their passions in different ways. right? And so that makes you think different about how we educate and how we function.
0: Are you familiar with swarm – I forget what it's actually called now, but some some kind of swarm learning? Uh, Are you familiar with the term? No, never heard of it actually. It's where they pull a a very diverse group of individuals into a room, make them look at a box, and then get the perspective on that box or that product. When I say box, of course I'm meaning different things. Uh, But they want different people's perspectives Mm. on that. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say what do you think are the challenges of beyond this idea of age or um, a lack of whatever it is, uh, self-awareness maybe Mm. from older generations Mm. who are threatened by younger people in a Mm. room? What do you think the problems are to getting that kind of – thing going in every organization because Mm. that's really the future of organizations Mm. isn't it this idea or the ability to be creative to innovate and to use multiple perspectives
1: Mm. to do that i mean i think this is like this is like the golden currency of organizations of the future Mm. like um you know uh it's not like diversity for diversity's sake right south africa's got this whole be system yeah and that's more like about check boxes Mm -hmm. rather than like Appreciating and loving the fact that everybody here is not only different, but it is their differences that will drive and build a business. And this is what, this is what is golden. And so when we talk about diversity, especially now in the world, this idea of diversity, it's like, let's put more women at the board, mm. right? Um, let's make sure that there's more, let's say, Mexican or black Americans. This is, for example, an American story mm. right now. Mm. How can we have more of these people in the company? And it's not really so much about what people look like or what their gender is, but as a result of them coming from these different backgrounds, when we really talk about diversity or deep dive it, it's about diversity of thought. Exactly. Right? It's about diversity of ideas, Mm -hmm. and that stems from different cultures because ultimately if you're trying to build a global company, you now need to build products for people that come from different cultures, that come from different ideas.
0: It's so fascinating. There was a study that I read the other day which said if you learn just one other language Mm. from an entirely different culture, Mm. just one other language, you will look at the world differently because that language makes you process information differently. And just that small thing, just a language can change – The way that you look at that box, at that product, at the service that you're offering in your business. I mean, you must have this diversity of thought as you as you're talking.
1: And I love that you use the word language because I've been I was reflecting on this yesterday. Language, um, I think about how I do my work. Okay, and um, and I think the. If we just talk about the foundation, the underlying foundation of this conversation we're having, mm. it's called empathy, right? Mm. Uh, empathy means really do I understand everybody around me? Yeah. Language mm. might be understood in the conventional sense of, okay, so you're German yeah. and I'm South African, right? Let's yeah. say that. And then we speak the same language. But languages happen also in different forms. Like there's languages in culture and in behavior. Absolutely. There's also language in discipline. For example, um, if the two of us are going to work together and build a startup. And you're an engineer, right? But I'm going to be the salesperson there's we We understand each other and we can collaborate If I as the salesperson, even though my my everyday is just about revenue, you feel like I understand something about how the product is built, yeah and the other way around yeah again that's also language, and we sort of empathize for each other and how we can build things together and uh this this is what we call diversity it's remarkable i don 't
0: actually know how businesses existed in the past working in silos the way that so many large yeah. organizations do mm-hmm. what let's let's go back to then the Google experience because it's an easy reference right talk about cross uh, portfolio collaboration mm. does it happen it must happen we I'm going to assume that it does what is your experience of it
1: yeah so I mean you know you know, textbooks are, like, very heavy, right? There's all these ideas of, like, how structure works. Mm. But then, then you know, collaboration or cross-portfolio collaboration also happens in these, you know, very um, unconventional areas. Of course, a company like Google would intend this. Like, mm. for example, the swimming pool. Mm. You know, after some of your laps, um, I see a guy standing next to me and um, he works in HR mm. or maybe he works in artificial intelligence. Yeah. And then we have a conversation that social environment or that that common area to have lunch together, or these activities that bring people together from different departments they 're there so that people can collaborate so that people can talk and people can share ideas. We
0: you know what I love about it is that so, so often organizations run collaboration workshops, yeah when actually just put me in a room with you yeah. I'm going to ask you hey what project are exactly. you working on and I say oh well what have you thought about this angle right. and we're doing it over a meal and then that's collaboration right there. Collaboration. Uh, that's innovation happening right there in the moment without you having to try and force it on your employees
1: yeah you know? so the free food is not just about like free food right? Yeah. it's like we're gonna, not going to go to like a spa someone goes to the shop right in the Woolworths and get lunch mm. we're all going to have lunch at the same place mm. we're going to sit at the table like a family and we're going to learn about each other and that's how we're going to share ideas across the department mm. yeah
0: that's a fascinating yeah. fascinating thing okay let, let's let's move the conversation then yeah so you've you've gone through that experience right you're now back in south africa yeah, you back moved in south africa. you moved here just recently yeah in fact i think you landed at the beginning of the, of the beginning of the week yeah i did so welcome back thank you uh, you're here doing what right so something happened at google you started right. something let's just tell everyone about that because i know a little bit about right. it. right but but go for it, sure. Please.
1: Okay, and I, and I, and, I'll, and maybe I'll just take it a step back further. Maybe it'll be interesting for the listeners, sure. And so you know, I talked about starting my first education venture, mm. right? And um, it was uh, it was acquired by this Mark Zuckerberg Fund mm. University, and uh, and then the question next question was you know. Samira you're going to get involved In the, in the next step mm. And I needed to be honest with myself And say I don't actually understand this mm. And so I joined Google In the, in, in the revenue and growth department Which okay. is all about understanding Digital advertising Not an area that I'm particularly excited about It's a very exciting area but not for me. Mm. However, there were skills therein that were extremely important yeah, for me.
0: there's some serious learning. Right. Languages again.
1: Right. And so my job was to be an entrepreneur and to grow a portfolio of clients within a certain part of South Africa. Mm. And so this taught me and, and helped me understand the rigor of what it means to run an organization mm. and what it means to work with people. And so having learned that, I needed to now transfer back into what I really loved. And that was now getting back to education again. Mm. And, um, and, uh, uh, I kind of used Google as an environment to prototype my ideas, mm. right? So I talk about prototyping a lot of the stuff that I do. Mm. And that's just about quickly testing out things, yeah, right? And that's
0: where the, then iteration comes in, yeah, exactly, constant constant, yeah. constant, constant, constant thing,
1: right? So in the first, in the first, in the first venture, I, I make these pitch decks, right, which is basically slides on PowerPoint. Mm. And you go and you pitch and you pitch and pitch and you never truly know that all, everything you're talking about is actually not relevant mm. when you get to the field. So then I tried it the other way around Let's start in the field And we'll build a business later mm. And uh, we started this class called Life Design mm. And, um, and uh, the course was described as How to bring together your, your passions Your talents, your values And the impact you want to make in the world To do the work that you made for it Because I think this idea of human purposes um, It's the underlying idea of like us Understanding why we are here L- Let's just clear the air
0: for a moment uh, At this point This is not a millennial thing no. It, it, it's, there's energy being given by millennials on, uh, to it, to this idea of meaning, this constant, why am I doing it? But generations past have asked that question over and over and over again. Mm. This is a question that everyone's asking.
1: Mm. I was reading a book by a guy called Rudolf Steiner, actually. And he, he started something called the Waldorf Schools. There's one here in Bryanston, I believe. Mm. And, um, and it talks about, Everything that we're talking about right now There's no such thing as new ideas Do Mm. you know what I mean? Everything is just being repackaged for its time Mm. These things were being talked about in like the 1800s However, there is a generation that will ultimately rebel Sure And say, hey, I'm not down for like Just following somebody's autocratic orders Mm. Right? And then we call this generation millennials But yes, this notion of meaning is important for everyone Which is why once I launched that class inside Google um, It was uh, was not surprising that 50% of the people that attended that class um, were over the age of 40, mm. right? Very seasoned in what they do, very good, but everybody wants to try something new. Everybody wants to use their talent in a different way. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess that was, uh, that was launched across like 50 countries, uh, Google offices, if you will. Mm. Um, and I realized there's probably something happening here. Mm. There's probably something meaningful here. Um, and then, um, I guess coming towards the end of last year, I realized that, uh, you know, I guess when good things like this are created they should not be reserved for for a few, right? Sure. And um and I could have been anywhere in the world to now uh, you know ask the question where can I do this to reach people outside? But uh, but I'm from South Africa. I love this country. Um I want to do good work here and I'm back here again for the second round, mm. right? And so that brings us into uh, all things um O school. O school, yeah. Which is why I'm here, mm. right? And uh, Just explain
0: O school. Quickly. Right, O school.
1: O. So the, so the letter O, right? Yeah. Sounds, it's not Oprah. By, by, by the way that you say that, I feel like you want me to explain that. And yeah, and I, do, <laughs> and I do get asked that. Is this Oprah school? Exactly. No, it's not Oprah school, but we wouldn't mind some investment from it, right? Sure. But um, the O stands for the word oneness, mm. right? And so... The earlier part of our conversation is all about this notion of diversity and pluralism. Mm. It's kind of like understanding our differences yeah. to know that we're really the same. Mm. And, and, and this speaks to this idea of oneness, mm. which is really important, I think, in all things O-school. Um And um, this then becomes the foundation for a new kind of education. So we, we talk about then designing everything that people are learning around what they want to become and who they are mm. innately right and so for example coming out of a life design class would let's say would be a foundation class at, at O school um, you would uh, then understand okay i need to uh, if, if if i want to go into an area of uh, of science and business then i need to prove my knowledge in those areas mm. and i need to create my own education around that but not only that i need
0: to the, perhaps the right term is augment or complement mm. it with a ballet class why because i need to understand uh, a certain part of the arts absolutely As, yeah so there's Absolutely. there's, there's a, a great deal more than just that education. It's it's full on education. It's right. contextualization again.
1: Absolutely right. So I mean, uh, and I mean, I've actually like summarized it into three areas. It's this idea of of uh, of a being, mm. and then b thinking, and then c making. Mm. Right. So um, it's this whole idea of uh, you know. Not just how can I be the best thinker? How can I be a best producer? Right. Cause we're in this idea of now this, this culture of making things. Sure. But how can I be the best human that I can be? Mm. Right. And so understanding how your mind works, understanding how your body works. I mean, for example, your brain sits in your gut. Do you ever think about this? Mm. The food that you eat determines how smart that you are. So these are like, these are things that we understand about how we, about how we function, but they haven't yet been incorporated into our education. Mm. And, and,
0: so, and, and ne- never mind our education, our workplaces, and, absolutely. And, 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 yeah.
1: and our workplaces, et cetera. So, so O School is not like this uh, institution that, you know, sits within four walls and it just admits like, you know, X many students per year, mm. but rather a philosophy and a DNA that becomes a part of, of many different schools mm. that we will now partner with here. Mm.
0: And that, that's your next step. So yeah. off air we asked this and we've, we've chatted a little bit before this. And so your next step is to really begin rolling out this this ethos, this way of thinking mm. into into schools at almost a foundation phase because well, it's not quite foundation in the sense of education, but uh, it's certainly A foundational element of an education That then can contextualize their experience Going forward So you're going to high schools As I understand it Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And just tell us about What you expect to have happened there
1: Right I mean So So like there's a there's a there's a legion of new schools coming up in South Africa right? and uh, they're trying to you know redo the whole education system mm-hmm. and they're doing some incredible things
0: uh, this uh, are you you're referring to this affordable private education that's
1: one way of talking about it okay. yeah I think there's other ones that are not so affordable but still speak to like you know building leaders of the future and that sure. kind of thing sure um but um, you know these are like these Harvard models. You know it's again it's only available to a few. Mm. I think what we're interested in O School is how can we get this philosophy into as many schools as possible mm. across the board. Mm. So high schools is a start, right? Then we need to think about how do we do this with uh, higher education institutions as well, since people end up there. And then uh, and then of course the third place is, is is organizations because that's another extension of learning. And so. Um, Studying in high schools is just a way of understanding where is the root causes or the root drivers in this kind of societal thinking. Where does it come from, right? And it comes from simple things, man. Like you don't do well in a in a maths exam, and now you're told that you have no future. Yeah. So now this becomes like your s- subconscious, you know.
0: And and by the way, you could have done poorly in your maths exam because you're ill, not because you you yeah. don't have a mathematical brain.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So how can we start getting this philosophy into all kinds of institutions? I think this is uh, this is what's interesting because a lot of institutions are coming to us and saying, we want to prepare our young people for the future of work. Mm. We want our young people to be the best that they can be. And we can't do an overhaul. We don't know how to do it. Mm. And actually, there isn't much to do because you still need to have people learning biology, history, and math. Mm. But can you tell them why they're learning it? Mm. Can you tell them how they can use it? Yeah, exactly. That's the game changer. Again, contextualization. Contextualization. Do
0: you, do you know that we've actually run out of time, which frustrates Usually. me quite a lot because it feels like we should – That just was 30 minutes. it. This is uh, 30 minutes. Fascinating. Um, so I'm going to have to cut us short because, That's of course, okay. this That's is a okay. live conversation. Okay. But Samir, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank uh, you. We are very excited to watch you – help the evolution uh, of organizations, education in the country. And we're going to have you back um, in a short short while. I know there's a summit coming up. There's a summit coming up, yeah. And um, that's osummit.org if people want to find out yeah, about that. Yeah, osummit.org. 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 Right. And um, yeah, we'll have you back after that and see where you're at in a few months. Yeah. But thank you so much. Thanks so much. All right. That was Samir Roji who is the founder of O School – And uh, we look forward to seeing what he's going to be doing. That's all that we have time for this week on Future CEOs. We'll see you same time, same place next week, Thursday. Uh, Go and do. That's the the clearing call. Go and do. Future CEOs
1: on cliffcentral.com.
0: Cliffcentral.com.